0: Hello, this is Ryan Kinseth with the SoCal Artist Podcast, and today I'm going to be covering five tips to work on with your art. So it's been a little bit since I last came on here, and now things have changed in my life, and so I am putting a bigger focus on my art career. Which is why I wanted to re-bring up the podcast with a shorter, but hopefully informative for you if you were a painter. And more specifically, oil painting is what this is going to apply to. Um, I would love to go through some tips that I think are very, very helpful, especially when you are just starting out. So, for the first tip, I'm going to start off with using a limited palette. When I first started with oil painting, I actually was taught on a Zorn palette which consists of four colors that's um you know ivory black, titanium white, yellow ochre and vermilion. Although titanium white used to be lead white for obvious reasons, uh, a lot of people have tampered to, to more of a titanium white base. So, it's only four colors here, that black, white, yellow ochre and vermilion and a lot of people have switched the vermilion to cadmium red and as it goes for the yellow ochre uh, I've seen a lot of cases where people will add yellow cadmium um, or cadmium yellow uh, medium or light to the mix because yellow ochre is more of a warm kind of earthy yellow color there. But the whole premise behind this limited palette and why I think this is amazing to use and learn on is it's really forcing you to get good with color mixing. With the Zorn palette, you can achieve a wide array of colors just from these four I just stated here. And Zorn did incorporate blues and greens later on. um, And a lot of people can incorporate uh, the blues and greens and, you know, any any other mixes, but if you're just starting, that forcing to learn to color mix is going to be so important when you add ten colors to your palette as opposed to just these four. Now, if you don't want to start with just the Zorn palette because it is kind of um, interesting to begin with, uh, where you don't have that that blue in there or um, a green that you like. You can start with uh what I would recommend is just get a a white whether it's titanium white or zinc white, a black whether it's ivory black or, you know, mars black and get the three primary colors. So get a cadmium red, a yellow or a cadmium yellow and maybe a thalo blue or an ultramarine blue and you can color mix any any colors you're looking for out of these three primaries, the black and white that you would make into a grayscale, I, I would highly recommend that you start off with something limited like this because in most cases you're going to realize that uh, a limited palette is going to help you get better later on when you do start incorporating more colors like if you start bringing in oranges and purples and magentas and violets and you know, different different um, types of yellows and reds and earthier colors or crazy colors. So yeah, the limited palette is a great first step here. So my second tip is going to be put a wash down when you start a painting. You're going to want some type of mid-tone to start off on the canvas with because if you just use white, then you're going to have trouble really showing the highlights unless you decide to cover the canvas with a midtone. I like to save the highlights to the end because I feel I can get the best light effect um, from moving dark to white which I will cover actually one spoiler alert is one of the tips I'm going to be going off here but I always start with a, a wash when I begin a painting and this can typically, usually, I stay in the, in the reds realm with a red or a brown. But I use sometimes a burnt sienna. I have used a raw umber mixed with an ultramarine blue. Um, I've done burnt sienna with a yellow ochre, kind of just those earthy mid tones, is how I really like to start paintings. I have started with a phthalo blue before underneath the painting i can't tell if i like it but it was very blue starting off i typically stay more towards the earthy colors there tip number three i already spoiled but that is move from dark to light so when you begin oil painting moving from dark to light is always the best way to achieve the the the, uh greatest effects you can get with oil paints themselves and this is not uh something that you have to do you're gonna actually be going from dark to light back to, to dark and redefine the darkest darks and then move more towards the midtones and go slight highlights and then back over to the mid like it's gonna be going back and forth down the scale there but when you go from dark to light it i personally when i i can Block in with my darks. I can block in with my midtones, and I can darken, uh, block in with my lights. But the light doesn't achieve the same effect um, when you're just blocking or starting off early on, as it would if you were layering the oil painting correctly. So, you know, get get the right values in there to start off, but really work from the darkest darks to get the figure and to get the shape and to get the Um, the bigger shapes for the block and move towards those mid-tones which you already if you followed the previous step have a wash for and that will allow you to really focus on the highlights in the end Um, I think the highlights are the most fun part because I will take a palette knife or um, mix a little yellow into my white if I want to you know a highlight that's going to look more yellowish and I will just very strategically place these on top of maybe the mid-tone I already had because I want your focus to be right at the tip of that flower or um, right at the the side of the cheek of that um, portrait that I just painted. And this effect really works also with saturated colors, not just highlights. But um, when you work darkest uh, tones to mid-tones to lightest tones, it, it really allows you to choose where you're going to focus um, your uh, your audience's eyes in that focal point. So um, always try to work dark to light. Don't feel bad if you put lights down beforehand. You will just see how much of an effect you could achieve if you save it towards the end of the painting itself. The fourth tip I have is... Practice scaling without help. And what I mean from this is, if you can, I would highly recommend attending a figure painting workshop if you haven't already. But something you'll have to learn to adjust with in a figure painting workshop is you're going to have the subject on the stage, and you're only going to have two to three hours to paint. And that means you need to be scaling rather quickly when it comes to uh, getting the subject correctly with the proportions on your canvas. So when I say without help, um, you know a lot of us tend to be self-help artists or artists that work from pictures, which is perfectly okay uh, working from reference photos, but uh, avoid using a, a full scale grid if possible because you really want to work on that muscle of developing your scaling ability for pro- proportions. I feel this is extremely important with a a portrait artist who needs to be scaling um, the proportions very correctly uh, when it comes to people in order to capture that person's likeness. Now, obviously, there are other forms of art where, you know, impressionistic pieces, which is what I actually most prefer, or maybe even more of an abstract um, likeness of a person, you're not going to need it know those proportions and be as good with proportion scaling but if you really want to uh, achieve that person's likeness and develop your scaling muscle earlier on I would definitely recommend trying to eye things so take a look at the subject look at the spaces between um, different parts of the subject you know the space between the bottom of the ear to the shoulder is that the right side, uh, the right width there, from um, that was relative to the subject's ear to the other side of their head, which might have been a little bit smaller. And you just want to make sure that you know, even in the negative space or the the areas around your subject, that you're scaling and and making the proportions correct there. And with oil painting, why I like this medium is you're constantly pushing the paint. And moving it, and 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 doing things that are not correct, and and uh, working off the parts that are correct. You know, sometimes when I feel like I'm scaling a face, and I got the nose in a great spot, I got you know the the mouth in a great spot with the shadows, and and those are all coming together. And I notice um, one of the eyes is looking good, and I'm trying to figure out which eye is you know not looking as um, correct. I'm going to keep the features that are uh, looking correct for the scaling of proportions and I'm going to shift the other feature to match it I'm not going to redo the entire painting or scratch everything else I'm going to keep the proportions that are correct and work off of those those are now my references okay I made the eye too big but the nose was um, you know looking a good size relative to the mouth and the the left eye so I'm going to make that right eye, I'm going to have to scale that down a little bit to match the correct proportions. Finally my last tip, the fifth tip here that I feel is most important to achieving uh, a great painting that is flowing as uh, synchronized as possible around the entire painting is paint around the painting itself. So you want to work around the painting is my fifth tip here if i'm wording that in a way that's making sense to you but what i mean is when you're painting an entire scene or a portrait or you know a still life in order to connect everything to this painting i would highly recommend working around the painting so when you get a color that you like let's say you know you mixed um, some cadmium yellow light and um, some cadmium red, and you achieve this this orangish color. And you actually mixed it with a little bit of ultramarine blue and got this kind of neutralized um, base color that you like. You know, this is actually gonna really help saturated colors stand out. If I get this um, base dull color down where around the painting you know looking at the subject itself that you're you're referencing off of where can i put this color down around the painting so not just in one spot but maybe you're doing a still life and you're working on the vase a little bit there and you're going around the vase and you know putting this color down that's this um, neutral you know orangish blue neutralized uh, dullish color that you actually like and you're working on the vase and you realize there's one of these flowers that kind of has a similar dullish color to it it was originally a white flower but the shadows kind of gave it this this spot where you're like hey i can really put this same neutralized color that i put on the vase over in the flower um right here to achieve a shadow effect for this flower and you start putting it in the, in the in this flower tip there and you realize there's a napkin also that's um on the table itself and you're like this napkin actually has some spots that are similar to that to that flower at the top there i'm going to fill in these colors here and achieve the same effect you're really connecting the painting itself um to itself and so when you are using the, this color mixture that you came up with, and you like the color, and you're working around the painting, and you're not focusing just on one spot. There, one, the painting's actually going to develop a lot quicker than if you were moving from, you know, in from the one point and then just just filling in everything else out outside of that point, and just working from uh, inside out almost, uh, rather than working around the painting. Working around the paintings gonna develop that painting a lot quicker, which is going to be way more helpful when you're working from light, especially. Uh, I'm sorry, from life, especially with people that are posing for you. So, yeah, these are the five tips. Just to cover them real quick here. The first is work with a limited palette. The second is put a wash down uh, of mid tones. The third is work from dark to light. The fourth is practice scaling without too much help. And the fifth is work around the painting. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And if you do, please write a review for me. That would be extremely helpful as I'm going to be posting more frequently. And would love to interview artists as well. If you are interested, please reach out to the email um, the email and the bio here and thanks for listening.